Welcome to episode 11 of Gaming Fix, the first, best, and only podcast recorded by six strangers on the internet uh, who live in multiple different countries and states of America. Uh, I am Sam. I'll be your chairman for the rest of this meeting. Uh, Today we have got with us Alex. I am on so many cold medications. Oh, no. (laughs) And Andre. I got my Paragon refund. Yay! Yay. <laughs> All right. How much did you get? Uh, $19.99, the cost of the game. Sweet. Uh, Allison? Hi, I'm the uh, treasurer of the podcast, so you can send it uh, your money to stamps.com. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if you're the treasurer, where do I send the receipts for the domains that I bought? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you the one who's giving me my paragon refund <laughs> no and erica hello um i'm on multiple different allergy medications so hopefully i stay awake throughout this podcast oh uh, my people <laughs> yeah me and alex today we're gonna be rough <laughs> i'm pat hello i don't have any funny anecdotes just are you on any medications? <laughs> no. I have some cranberry juice. Ooh. Okay. Did you, re- okay. did you return anything? The <laughs> best juice. So what kind of cranberry juice we're drinking? What kind of cranberry uh, juice? It's ocean, ocean spray. spray. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. That's, that's, cool. that's my it's shit. A, it's a cran raspberry. It's the light cran okay. raspberry, which mm-hmm. I bought by mistake. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to purchase light. But the, no. So my least favorite part of living in Japan is like ocean spray cranberry juice is nigh impossible to find. And when you can find it, it's way too expensive. Like a like a not a gallon, like a quart, maybe. I don't I don't know measurements. Uh, just one <laughs> of the standard size bottles is like two thousand yen, which is like twenty dollars. Oh, geez. Yeah. Too much. No, uh, it's like an import thing. You figure they've got like rice patties. They could just convert some of those into cranberry bogs and call it good. Um, cranberry bogs. <laughs> so my, uh, but my mom bogs sent me a package in England. inserted a few <laughs> bottles of ocean spray cranberry juice. So I've been saving those up. Yeah. <laughs> like that is my lifeblood. Yep. Um, so today's episode of Gaming Fix, the things that we're going to do, we are going to talk through a game. Uh, everyone's going to bring one game that they've been playing this week, and they're going to tell us a little bit about it. And we're going to see some video by our uh, excellent technical, handsome VJ, Alex. I've, and, I've watched MTV uh, before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Maybe and TRL of video games. Yeah. Total... Radio games? I couldn't, I couldn't think of an Total request <laughs> live. I mean, Total Replay Live? There we go. Um, after that, we're going to do uh, round two of the Gaming Fix 2018 quiz. Uh, it might be nice to see a shake-up here. We've got a three-way tie at the moment between Alison, Andre, and Erica. And uh, after that, we have got a absolute ton of news stories, uh, way more than we've had the last few weeks. So... Obviously, some things have happened. Uh, First up, I would like to introduce you all to Andre and his Game of the Week. 
My name's Andre, and I'm here to say I don't have a rhyme for this game. Uh, <laughs> I play video games in a casual uh, way. Uh, I don't know. Yesterday, I was ha- I was in one of those funks where I'm like, oh, nothing's hitting the spot. Nothing's hitting the spot. I, I jump between like I don't know a bunch of different games. Uh, I picked. I realized I bought Divinity: Original Sin two back on like the Steam sale in January. I booted that up and was like. Mm-hmm. Not quite feeling it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other stuff. I don't know. Uh, Into the Breach, uh, League of Legends, bouncing all over the place. And then uh, I heard mention of this game, Ghost of a Tale, uh, on mm. the Beefcast, and it sounded interesting. Like a stealth action RPG. Yeah, it's, uh, you play as a mouse. It's kind of like a Redwall esque universe. Play as a mouse. You have my interest now. (laughs) Uh, It looks incredible. I believe the guy who did like the art design and stuff. uh, He worked. He worked for uh, yeah. Lionel Gallet does ninety percent of the art according to the Steam page. Uh, Design and coding as well. Uh, Ninety percent of the art design and coding. Um, He used to work for DreamWorks and Universal. I saw that he worked on Shark Tale and like the road to El Dorado. Sick. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back in 2013, I believe they had a kicks, not a Kickstarter, an Indiegogo campaign where they earned like 47,000 euros, uh, which is like, I don't know, $200 monopoly money. <laughs> um, and so it's been an early access since then, but it just came out of early access on the 13th, I believe. Uh, yeah, so last Tuesday, and, or not last Tuesday, but yeah, last week on Tuesday or whatever, um, and kind of starts off like what Oblivion, where you you wake up in like a prison cell and you're like, whoa, how did I get here? Uh, but then Patrick Stewart does not come and save you. Instead, you are uh, on a prison break. You've got it's like someone slipped you like a key under your meal. Uh, so I've been playing that. I'm not super far. I got out of the prison, but I've got to go like back in to do some stuff. Uh, you're in prison for like sedition, uh, but you're still trying to piece together what happened. You were like, you've been in there for like 10 days, but I guess you were unconscious for those 10 days. Like medical care, real, really killing it. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, this is it's pretty cool. It's kind of point and click adventure almost, but like more 3D open exploration. Like it's a lot of going around finding a key or like figuring out how to solve this puzzle. But like, okay, I'm gonna throw this over here. Um, nothing's been too complicated. It's mainly just like figuring out where stuff is at the moment. Like I got stuck in like the second like room set because I couldn't figure out where the key was. And then it was just like on the wall, but I didn't see it because like you're a mouse. So you're kind of short. And then there are rats and the rats are like two, two and a half times as tall as you. So, and the place is built for rats. So everything's like way above you. So I was like, Oh, I have to go get the stool and then come over here and then jump up on the stool to get the key. Um, so yeah, and you're finding like uh, equipment or like clothing things. So like I've got like part of a pirate outfit, and I guess if I collect all that, I can do some other side quest with it. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, 
it's like a little wonky like i think five people made it like the camera kind of will just like spin around sometimes i'm like whoa why did it do that (laughs) um that might be because i'm using a mouse and keyboard it says that recommends using uh gamepad but i didn't feel like getting that set up and it's going to be coming to ps4 and uh xbox at some point i think it's on xbox already in like an unfinished state part of the id and xbox stuff i think oh cool i'm not sure but like xbox partnered with them and it is coming to ps4 for sure uh, so how much was it on steam 25 dollars 24.99 us so two questions Ooh. do you have a sword that says i am that is no you do not have any weapon you can like throw bottles and like sticks and stuff and like burn the banner like you pull it like your candle and you can like burn the banner of like the evil empire that is imprisoning you but uh yeah and you get like i don't you get some sort of points i'm not sure what those points are (laughs) it's like (laughs) plus 25 and i'm like plus 25 what experience so second question do you have a big rabbit bunny named basil I have not seen any bunnies. There have been references to badgers and ferrets. Uh, Like one of the first, I came across this, oh, and a toad or like a frog. I came across this frog who was also locked up in like stockades in the same dungeon. And then he was like, great ferrets balls. And then it has like, I think pirated this where you could click, like you like click on highlighted things and it would explain about the world. So this game uses that same kind of system. So it's like ferrets balls was highlighted. I'm like, okay, I'm going to read about ferrets balls. And so <laughs> ferrets are known for their grand masquerade balls that they hold. Reading in this, like they have really fleshed out the, uh, the world and stuff like that. And you can find books and stuff hidden around that you can read. There's like a ton of collectible stuff to flesh out the world and uh, kind of give you an idea of what's going on. So yeah, I'd recommend that if you're in the mood for like a stealth RPG type thing. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, but it's it's cool. Cool. Um, I have a cool ferret anecdote while we're here. Is uh, it balls or? It's not ball related. Ferrets are somebody... fucking weird. I follow someone on Instagram who has a ferret who's named Ferret Bueller. <laughs> My first like, pet was a ferret named Xena. Like, I went to a wildlife preserve and they had a ferret. And they were just like, oh, yeah, you bend it in half and, like, do all this stuff. It doesn't have a spine, basically. It's wild. <laughs> They're like slugs. They're like furry slugs. Yes. Now, was it Xena ferret princess or Xena warrior ferret? <laughs> it was, I was six and my dad and I watched that show together a lot so we didn't think that hard about it <laughs> okay that's fine but you know she's um, a good ferret <laughs> Alex what have you been playing this week so I've been playing a few things um, I've continued with Wonderful Every Day I'm about 30 hours in so I don't have much more to say about it right now <laughs> that, that hasn't already been said um I'll let you know and how you it ends. A, a very good screenshot from it last week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that one. Um, I I uh, recently replaced my telephone because uh, my old one was basically on fire and unusable. So got a brand new shiny Google Pixel 2, and it's pretty good. And 
The first thing I tried on it because my old phone wouldn't even run it was uh, hitted my game by mom too. So nice. I finished that and I have to say I was pretty underwhelmed. Oh, <laughs> oh. Say we need to go back and redo game of the year. Like, yeah, <laughs> games. It was cute. And like, there were some really clever puzzles in it, but eh. yeah, there's one in there that I think is very, very clever. Yeah. But there's some clever stuff, spoil it. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but the one, the thing that I ended up playing a bunch of because it's region locked currently to where I live is the open beta for PUBG mobile. Is it still mm-hmm. locked? I thought I thought I saw something that implied that people in the U.S. could get it too. I don't know. Oh, I have no idea. I, I have, yeah, I have no idea. Like desire. I think like, you can sideload so. the APK, but it's not in the Play U.S. That, store. That I'll check it right now. Yeah. So I've played a lot of PUBG, probably like 350 hours or so, something like that. So pretty experienced with it. Have won more than my fair share of games. So going in with quite a bit of experience, and the first thing I got to say is don't play this game. (laughs) um, I don't know who this game is possibly for. It's like it uh, for the Chinese market. It might be, but like where people play games on their phones. Yeah, Yeah, it's for teenagers and people in the Chinese market and Japanese market. So they released in Canada, I guess. But um, (laughs) the thing is, like it, it's pretty smooth. Graphically, it looks fine i wouldn't say it's beautiful it's just it's the frame rate's good it's actually better than it was on pc at points um the gameplay is mostly there like actually the looting system is a little better because it will automatically pick up stuff that's related to your weapons or whatever so it actually handles that pretty smartly so you don't have to like go into menus and stuff all the time uh but the problem is it controls like garbage (laughs) i mean like it's a phone right so you're using your thumbs on either the left and right well yeah, the left and right side of the screen. So you're always obfuscating some of your vision. And if you want to shoot, if you want to aim, you have to have at least one of your thumbs on there to move around. But the to shoot, you have to hit a button that's separate from that. So you can't move and aim and shoot at the same time. You're very similar to what I was saying about the Fortnite uh, mobile game where the shoot button is above and to the left of the left stick. Yep. Yeah, it's same with PUBG Mobile, but there's also a second shoot button kind of in the middle of the right side. So there's actually two shoot buttons that you can reach for. So you can kind of choose to either uh, move, move and shoot and or shoot. aim and shoot, mm-hmm. which I think is okay. Um, one One way I kind of got around it was that they actually have gyroscope controls that you can turn on. So you can Ooh, at least... I'm using tilt controls. <laughs> yeah, so you treat it like Mario Kart. And then, uh, but I'll say they weren't ideal, but they worked a little better. But I just can't see myself sitting down and playing a half-hour game of this all the time, like especially what? when 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 the desktop version exists and all that. Like, I mean, it's not for you though, but yeah, it's not for me. But I just think it's kind of mediocre at best. Yeah. Apparently, it runs better on phones than it does on an Xbox One. <laughs> I I have not tried the Xbox One version. I have an Xbox One, and I haven't tried it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, I played four rounds. Uh, and three of those came in top ten, and all of those had more than three kills. So, 
But hey. the thing I'll say is that I feel like the majority of those kills were the other person not knowing how to control or anything because they were like spinning around and I'm just like, okay, pop, pop. I, I wonder if you could hook up a like a Bluetooth controller or something to your phone to control it. If so, it might be playable. And then I think you could just and broken. Yeah, I know, you just run over everyone. <laughs> I, I have a made for iPhone controller sitting in a drawer somewhere. I should whip that out and try it with Fortnite. That might be worth it. But yeah, yeah. either way, for the moment, I would not recommend PUBG Mobile. I, Excellent. I saw a clip of someone is like, because Fortnite has the crossplay with PC people. And it's like someone on PC is like playing against Fortnite people on phones. They run down, there's this person standing in a corner and they're trying to aim. And then they just like aim to the left of the person. The person shooting the video just steps to the right. And then the person shoots and they just kind of run all over the place. <laughs> They're just trying to shoot this guy. It was just very sad. And then the person like danced on him and then shot him. I was like, that's BM. BM. I, got, I got a kill in my uh, first game of Fortnite mobile by the person who was um, looking at a wall and running straight towards it. <laughs> yeah, it's a game of skill, really. Yeah, game of skill. Um, speaking of mobile games and great experiences playing them, Erica, I hear that you've been playing a mobile game, a mobile version of one of your favorite games. Yes. Um, so I've been playing The Witness, um, which is a game I beat a while ago on PC, like when it was new. Um, so before before I go into it, I want to say that I was very hesitant about buying it again. Um, I mean, it's five bucks. It's not the money. It's more that I don't know if I want to give Jonathan Blow my money anymore, you know? <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. Like, I didn't know about his life until Andre let me know about it. <laughs> and, you know, he's just more about saying that women are not into tech and coding because of bio truths and that you know it's just that we're biologically not likely to do it so as a software development student who also happens to be a woman i vehemently disagree <laughs> um i don't know humans from the earliest days use computers but women they just showed no interest and men <laughs> who had to advance computer technology from a stick and a rock <laughs> yeah so i mean i'm not gonna say like you know i, I kind of grew up with computers i built pcs with my dad um when i was younger we used to go to computer shows all the time back then that was a thing you know i've yeah. had a computer in my room is, is it forever is a computer show like a cat show where they like lift it up and they're checking out and being like <laughs> look how slender this computer is it's more like how many discount bins full of just random computer parts can we rifle through and buy random shit and then build a pc out of it oh, that's, that's less exciting <laughs> yeah i've got 10 sound blasters dad what have you got <laughs> exactly <laughs> so you know like it, i you know i'm not gonna go into it it's it's more about exposure than anything else and i was never made to feel like computers weren't for me so that's probably why i am 
you know, a software development student. But anyway, <laughs> you know, it's up to you to decide whether or not that's something that bothers you enough not to buy this game. Obviously, it was not something that bothered me enough not to buy this game because I bought it. Um, and for $5, especially, that's a, a whole lot of game for $5. I remember when it came out and it was like 40 I was surprised yep. that it was only 40 because it's so such a large game. There's so much to it. Is it, um, is it is it the full experience? Yeah, so it's everything. It's a full port. Um, I was getting frustrated with the controls at first. I, I figured it was going to be like one of the virtual joystick things. It's not. Um, and I was frustrated at first because, I mean, I don't want to give anything away about the game in case anybody hasn't played it. But um, perspective is very, very important in that game. And you kind of really need to be able to line things up really tightly. And right at the beginning, I was like, oh, this is not going to do it because it's kind of a tap to walk. And you like tap to a, a point and then you kind of just your guy just goes there. Um, but then I looked into the menus and there's actually and, and if I played it for another minute longer, it would have given me a tutorial. But um there's more to it. There's like, um, you can kind of, I mean, it's, you know, tapping to walk, swipe to look around. There's a double tap for run. Um, if you touch the screen with two fingers, you just stop immediately. So you don't have to get all the way to your waypoint. Um, you can like swipe with two fingers for like sidestepping and like there's a good pinch zoom. Um, so it's not bad. It's not, it's probably still not the ideal way to p play it, but you know, it's five bucks. Um, I, it did make me kind of want to re-download the uh, PC version, though, so I could play it with a mouse and keyboard instead, because it's not it's not ideal. It's not horrendous, but it's definitely not ideal. It's not it's not like Alex's PUBG issues. <laughs> yeah. Like you can you can play this game, but. 100 yeah. puzzles drop onto an island. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's weird, though, because like I would have expected... Well, I guess it makes sense. I feel like the puzzles themselves would be good on a touchscreen, but... Uh, right, yeah. I was going to say, I feel like the especially a lot of the... like Most of the puzzles themselves would feel really good just being able to do it by touch. But I guess there is a lot of navigation that might be a little bit... Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, puzzles, the puzzles themselves, like some of the ones... I, I'm, I'm not that far into it, but like some of the ones that were a little smaller in, ter in terms of like the, the boxes in the middle being smaller because there's just too many of them. Sometimes I felt like my finger was kind of blocking some of it and, you know, but it, it wasn't it wasn't so bad. I would say the worst ones so far have been like the mirror puzzles, the ones where you have like you mm -hmm. hit one side and it does like the opposite on the other side. Right. And um and those ones have been kind of a little bit finicky in terms of like seeing where they're where I can go through and where I can't. But it, it hasn't been so bad. Um, I will say though that you know it's a game about perspective, so you just need to make sure you're you're lining up as much as possible. I I, I don't know. Has everybody played the game? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So um, I don't know if you remember like the apple puzzles, like pretty, oh, I did them early on. I don't know if you all did them early on. They're like trees on like, there's like an yeah. apple on each branch. You kind of have to yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was kind of hard to see because in some of them, it's the branches are sort of twisted on each other and you kind of have to get it lined up pretty well to see which branch it is that it's supposed to be on. And um, Isn't there like the one that like you're kind of lining up shadows and stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah, there are some of those too. I haven't gotten to that yet, 
but I can't imagine it's going to be great. It's more like the phone is small and, you know, it like for me with the with the Apple thing, it was kind of just that I was kind of squinting and like zooming as much as possible to see like, oh, is this branch in front of that branch or, you know, just trying to see what I could see. <laughs> but at the same time, that is my the second favorite game, my second favorite game of all time. It, it's like one of you know when you just play a game that you just feel like the developer made a game for you oh yeah mm. so, it's a good like, feeling that's this you game for me in that jar for yeah. you, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> so like this game for me is very much like like i'm i meditate almost every single day and i my favorite games are you know really heavy puzzle games and so this is combining extremely difficult puzzles with meditation which are like my two favorite things <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about like the way that the game talks about meditation and like the the like i remember a lot of the text in that game being very much like ah i see you're enjoying this you're a worthless sack of shit because you like this you're so <laughs> stupid like i just remember it being like really jarring and terrible uh, the puzzle part's amazing but yeah uh, so yeah. I, what I would say about it is I think I'm like a little bit desensitized to that kind of thing because sure. a lot of the books I read are about meditation and stuff along those lines. Um, but yeah, I think I'm like, it just, it doesn't bother me as much as I think it would maybe bother other people. I, I would say it, I'm kind of not the, they call it smells and bells uh, meditation. I'm kind of not in that camp in terms of like, putting all the uh the incense and the sure. bells and all of that i'm kind of more of a, a plain jane type of meditator <laughs> i just remember like the th i'm not arguing in favor of this stance either but i remember i played like when i played the game i really adored the puzzles and the world in it a lot and then a lot of the like philosophical text stuff in it ruined it for me which i was kind of thinking it would do the opposite but just like Jonathan Blow just seems like such an asshole. And yeah. That, like, all the writing in that game seems to be, like, him cherry-picking quotes to just sort of show how much of an asshole he is. <laughs> From then on, I was like, I don't know about this. So I... I'm not going to defend Jonathan Blow. <laughs> no, I'm not asking you to, or I'm not asking you to defend the game either. I just that was that was what kept it from being one of my favorites ever. I would say I have the opposite issue um, in with my notebook full of notes with that game i have written down more than one quote from there okay <laughs> so i i'm not gonna say all of them are great and especially um some of like the video things especially really oh dull yeah <laughs> like they're atrocious but yeah the theater was you know, weird yeah the theater's it's not good so, <laughs> but so it's, oh, it's still a game that is you know like it, I would say uh, there are th parts of the quotes and the audio and stuff like that that I really liked and a lot of it that I didn't like. But I don't think any of it bothered me that much. It's fair. So, Erica. Right. Yes. I'm not going to ask you which section is your favorite, but um, you know when, like, there, I can think of one in particular. There's, like, one on the side of a beach where they're kind of the not story-centric puzzle areas that you don't really know the rules to. Mm -hmm. Did you ever get into any of those, or did you ever beat any um, of those? I'm not sure I know exactly which part you're talking about. 
the environmental stuff. Yeah, like they're like um, bunker doors and stuff like, that don't. Oh, really those. Yeah. Oh, the bunker, the the bunker, like the the color puzzle stuff. I can't remember its color, but like there's ones that are not. They, when you get through them, apparently, like they're extra. They're not things there's, that light up beacons. There's one right when you get out of the first area. It's like on the left in a hill. It's like there's a bunker area, but this is just like like an actual just bunker where it's just like one door and you go in. And isn't that where you get the video pieces, I think? Mm-hmm. I don't if remember. that's if it's the video pieces, I've definitely done it, but I'm not positive. I know like, are you because there are, are a few that are just challenge standalone stuff? There's like the challenge thing where like there's like a timed no, challenge no. in the game, which I definitely did. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was a while ago. It's the first time I'm touching it since yeah. like I, since it was new. Um, yeah, I don't. I just I don't remember what that is. I did do. I didn't hundred percent the game, but I got pretty close. I would say so. I probably did whatever it is you're talking about. Yeah, sorry, I don't remember it exactly. There's been two years. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it it's just I, I like the only thing I would say I don't like about the game is, are the sound puzzles. But I just hate sound puzzles in general. Um, like the courtyard ones suck. or the bird ones. Oh, both. <laughs> but I was talking about like the the bird like jungle area, which is oh god, it's a headache. <laughs> but you know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> but the uh, I know Jonathan Blow is really um, heavily inspired by Mist and Riven, which I think shows uh-huh. through a lot. And Riven is my number one favorite game. <laughs> so uh-huh. you know, it's just. It, I think the uh, he set out to do a like an adventure a puzzle adventure game where you when you interact with something you're not guessing like you're not pixel hunting ever in this game you always know like okay this is a thing I can interact with but I just don't know how to solve it yet and I think that that was really cleverly designed in a way that I have not seen in any other game. I- Personally, I think it's maybe one of the most well-designed puzzle games ever made, even if yeah. it does have some issues. Yeah, I would agree with that. Let's go back and finish it. <laughs> I, I recommend you do it. <laughs> um, so, uh, Alison, you've been playing something a little different. <laughs> yeah, so, well, kind of jumping off of Erica, where uh, like that feeling of a game that feels like it's made for you, I've definitely been playing that. <laughs> Um, I've been going back to the new, the 3DS port of um, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, which is one of my favorite games of all time. So it's it's been really fun to play it again on th- on 3DS. Um, they I, f- I feel like they did a really good job of porting it because they didn't really touch m- most of the game, but they they did update the art. Which the art of the original is great, but this is really it, it's. Um, it's this is really well done and and it, and i think they did a good job with some of the new lighting effects and it, and just some of the new effects in general it looks really good um the new mode bowser's minions is not as successful i did not get very far into that because before i just kind of bounced out of it it's um basically kind of sort of an rts light in in a way where you're controlling you're sort of controlling like minions of like Goombas and stuff, but at the same time, you don't really control them in the battle. You just kind of set them up and like kind of go, okay, 
these ones are going to be here, these ones are going to be here, and then you let them go, pretty much. Um, so it's not really that fun of a mode. I've try, uh, tried it a few different times and just didn't really get into it. So I'll probably just finish this game through the main campaign, but just uh, it's just such a good feeling RPG with, with some really great humor and stuff. So just all of the Mario RPGs are some of my favorite games. So this has been really fun to get back to. So I've never played this game, but I'm looking at the video right now. Um, and it looks like a co-op game, but I'm assuming it's not. Uh, and no, you're that- controlling both Mario and Luigi? Yeah, yeah, you control both of them. Um, but the thing that is kind of nifty is that you control Mario pretty much with everything with the A button and Luigi with the B button. So, What, um, what the fuck? Did Mario <laughs> just turned Luigi into like a boogie board and rode him on the yep. water. <laughs> yep. Yep. There's just so much weird things that you can do in this game. Um, but yeah, so it's basically uh, there are some kind of platforming elements in the overworld, but when you um, but then when you do battles, it's a turn-based battle, but the thing that works really well, I think, about uh, Mario RPGs is that I think pretty much all of them always have this uh, kind of action mechanic where, for example, if you're doing a jump on an enemy in, in a battle, you, you if you press A at the right time, it, you'll get some extra damage and do an extra little jump. And then there's other um, uh, attacks that you can do as both Mario and Luigi where you have to time do some button timing. So it always feels really fluid and nice to play. Um, Sometimes I, sometimes I, I, uh, when playing uh, turn-based RPGs, I get a little bit bored with the, with waiting around. So it, this feels really good, and also you can pretty much dodge most of the attacks. Um, I wouldn't say all of them. So there, depending on your skill, you might not need that many items, or it might be just a lot of um, dodging. So I, I think that they're really good. Um, and uh, Superstar Saga is right is uh, on 3DS right now, which is really good, and it's also on uh, Wii U Virtual Console. If you want to dig that out, uh, I actually also found my recent my uh, old Game Boy Advance copy of it. Uh, I was in my at my parents' house and found all my old Game Boy Advance games, which was like the most exciting thing ever, and um, a bunch of my old uh, Game Boy Color Pokemon carts. So that was very exciting. But- <laughs> But yeah, so I, I totally recommend any of the Mario RPGs, especially now that they're doing that remaster of um, Thousand Story, which is the game too. So, have you, if you've played most of the Mario and Luigi games, which one would you say is the funniest? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, you know, I I think I do like Superstar Saga the best. That said, Bowser's Inside Story has a lot more of a focus on Bowser, and I and I generally people like that. Um, Partners in Time is good too. That's the another uh, DS one, and that's that has a, uh, but that features uh, baby Mario and baby Luigi uh, with yeah. Mario and Luigi. So, uh, which is kind of interesting because. Uh, um, baby Mario and Baby Luigi get X and Y buttons uh, since it's on DS. So it, I, I think they're all really good, um, but uh, probably Superstar Saga and uh, Bowser's Inside Story are the better ones. Um, my favorite Mario RPG is always going to be um, 
uh, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, which is, in my opinion, like probably my favorite game of all time. But for for the Mario and Luigi RPGs, I don't know if there's any that you, you could really go wrong with. Um, I wouldn't really recommend Paper Jam, which is their little Paper Mario crossover, but... Oh, rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, no, there she's back. <laughs> you cut out for a second there. Um, oh no. But we got most of it. Just okay. whatever you said about Paper Jam, we. Oh, it's. I, I, I didn't really get into it as much. Um, it, it, it's the most recent one. That's not a remake, and it's a crossover with Paper Mario, and it's. It's. It's not bad um like it's not paper mario sticker star levels <laughs> but it's uh <laughs> but it's uh it's not my favorite so I, I think the original three are probably the best but um the 3ds1 dream team is still pretty good too cool um okay uh, so next up we have got pap who is actually playing a newly released game, unlike Ooh. most of us. Yeah. Hey, hey, I played uh, a newly released game. So did Alex. I said most of us. And Alex is playing Wonderful Every Day, which came out in 2010. Hey, he <laughs> talked about PUBG. That's not mobile. <laughs> mobile. Not mobile. It's, it's not, it's not even released now. yet. It doesn't count as newly released. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Uh, I was checking, uh, I spent uh, a fair bit of time, well, first of all, I should say quickly, the thing I actually spent the most time with this week was playing Red Dead Redemption on PlayStation Now, uh, which has been, like, a super flawless, super easy experience that I can boot up on the PS4 connected to the TV or my PC, which is really cool. So if you've had any, like, interest in playing some of the stuff in that library, I definitely recommend it, because the service works really well. Uh, as long as you have a wired, wired internet connection to the device you're streaming it to. But anyway, uh, the thing I brought to talk about um, is uh, the newest Paradox release, Surviving Mars. Um, so uh, Surviving Mars is uh, essentially a city builder, um, but it takes place on Mars instead of on Earth. Um, it's made that the developers behind it are the is the Tropico team. So uh, that's kind of the... And, and that kind of gives you an idea of like the heritage you're looking at. It's less like city skyline, Sim City, and a little bit closer to Tropico. But since it takes place on Mars, it's super different and and wild and not really like Tropico anyway. Um, and it's just a. I think it's a really, 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 really good city building game. Um, it introduces a ton of interesting stuff that I haven't seen other like space colony games approach either. Um, like you kind of start out the game and all you have is this network of drones and you're using drones to build resource harvesters. And, um, but, but like while you're doing that, you still have to be keeping your power grid supplied with power. And it's a really nice kind of safe way to teach you about how the systems work. Um, Cause there's no people involved yet. It's just all these drones building a concrete extractor and building your basic infrastructure and then from there, you build your first dome, which is kind of a big event because the domes are where the colonists live. Um, and then you have to bring colonists in and uh, and populate the dome and build it up. Uh, and it has to be supplied with power and oxygen and water. Uh, and then you also need food to feed your colonists. And it just kind of it's it's nice because it feels like at any point you could stop expanding and enjoy 
kind of managing what you've built, but the drive to expand is always there. Um, and that's just a really cool feeling. It's a lot different than something like City Skylines, which I like a lot. But that game and games like that in SimCity, I always felt like I had to like keep pushing, build more, build more, build more, build more, build more, because that's just what the game is. Whereas this game is more about kind of solving very minute-to-minute problems with a lot of micromanagement. Um, my concerns as the game gets bigger is that managing everything will become really a big hassle. Um, I have like 50 colonists right now in the colony that I built, which is the one I captured the footage for. Um, and that feels like I'm kind of in a balancing act because if I build one too many buildings, then my power grid goes under and I have to scramble to fix that. Um, there's also a problem of uh, you need to build things for your colonists that require resources that you won't be able to produce until you've got quite a few colonists working. So you can buy cargo from Earth, uh, which so you can get these like uh, machine parts and um, high-tech polymers and stuff like that that you need for buildings that your colonists need, but you have to keep a steady supply of those coming from Earth which is a manual process. Otherwise you can, it'll go like, Oh, you need a polymer to maintain this food supplying building and you don't have any, it's going to take like two days to get it from earth. And by then your colonists will be dying. So there's a lot of, you got to think a lot about kind of everything that's going to be on the horizon. And the, the game could do a better job of warning you about those things. But otherwise it's just like super, super, super deep and has tons and tons of stuff. And a lot of different like wind conditions and um, there's a whole tech tree of different stuff you can research to, to kind of improve uh, your structures and build, open up more building options. Each colonist is a specific individual that has a set of traits and goals and needs. So like you might have a colonist that's an alcoholic or one that has a gambling addiction, but they also might be like really into um they may be adaptable and they can change their profession easily and stuff like that. And every one of your potentially thousand colonists is different like that. Um, so there's a lot of depth there. It's just a really cool game. And if you have any interest in city builders, I definitely say it's worth a shot. I would also say it's like one of the nicest looking city builders I've ever seen. It's got a ton of style. Yeah. I find that the style isn't as striking in the game as it was when I was watching the trailers. Yeah. The trailer, the trailer looks like a game I want to play more than the actual game does. Yeah, but but it still looks very good, and it's very scalable. Like, it'll run on, I would guess it'd run on just about anything. Um, and it still looks nice, so I, I don't mean that as a deterrent. It just, when I looked at the trailers, because in the trailers they show you these colonies with, like, dozens of domes that are all built up beautifully, and that would take you hundreds of hours probably to play. Like, I played for, like, eight to ten hours and i have two domes and 50 colonists in my first game so do you know do you know if um is it always you're just starting a new game or does it ever have like scenarios that it drops you can potentially drop into so uh i am not sure if this is accurate because i haven't played i've only played this one game but i just did the the quick start which is kind of like the easy difficulty start for new players um you there are parameters you can set uh, like which corporation is sponsoring you and stuff like that. And that gives you different, certain different techs unlocked at the beginning and stuff. Um, the other thing too, is I'm reasonably sure you have this, there's like stages of the game. There's like the, 
the drone stage where you're building your first dome. And once you have your first colonist there, there's, that's the founder stage. And you basically have to keep those 12 colonists alive for 10 days or get them to have a baby um, for before Earth will consider your colony safe for more people to come in. Uh, so anyway, after you do that, shortly after that, you get what's called an evaluation. And it's basically a mission goal. So I don't know, for me, I got one that said, like, to complete your evaluation, research 40 technologies before the 100th day. So I think there are different ones of those. And I don't know how it, if it's random or what, but that would be, like, different win conditions. And then otherwise, there's a number of other milestones that you have to check off to, like, win. So if you mean, though, like, different start situations, like, oh, I've got 25 domes already and three of them are cracked, right. fix the, the power grid... I don't know. I don't I haven't seen anything that that would make that possible. But who knows? There may be a way to do custom scenarios in the using the the workshop. That's pretty cool, though. When do you start getting plasmids? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't have a good. I don't have a follow up. <laughs> Man, it, it was a little alarming when you're like, oh yeah, you could just you know. You can make your little colony and just manage it and let it go, but you want to keep going. I was like, that, if that isn't colonialism in a nutshell. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, the nice thing is there are definitely no indigenous peoples here. Um, it's kinda, that you know of. Well, so they hint a lot at, like, discovering the secrets of Mars, and I don't know if that just means, like, oh, because there's these anomalies that you can, re like, scan. What they do is just give you research points or like some other minor perk but they don't seem like that weird but like i found one that said um scientists have agreed that this can't be that this that, that like this organism can't exist on mars and that there's no way that it was thrown off of an incoming rocket from earth so we don't know what to do with it at this point so mm -hmm. let it go for a while and then once you get a certain tech you can go further down that path mm -hmm. and i don't know if that means that eventually it's going to get to be like like mission to mars kind of stuff or if that Mark means mars it's gonna, heaven yeah or if it <laughs> if it means that like oh yeah this is evidence of a crazy asteroid that hit ten thousand years ago that blah blah blah. like i just don't know it yeah. could definitely go the way of like oh you found alien ruins what was the name of that survival movie? Uh, evolution yeah <laughs> what was the name of that movie it came out last year and it was like they took this sample of something from another planet and then it went crazy in their spaceship i, I believe you're referring to the film life yes that movie sucked <laughs> it was awesome it was awesome for the first half and then the second half sucked but no that movie is like i mean it's it's like that movie's dumb that oh, movie's yeah. like a, the return of the actually fun to watch like space action thriller uh i i really liked it a lot uh the ending was pretty stupid which i appreciated totally yeah yeah Definitely. Anyways, so. I mean, a lot of it was very stupid. But my sixth grade geology class watched Evolution for the last day of class. Dragon Ball? No, no, Evolution, where there's an alien like meteorite that crashes onto Earth. Oh, the one that then, has the happy face logo with three eyes. Maybe. Yeah, and the David Duchovny movie. There's a joke about. Uh, there's an alien gets under a guy's like oh, into yeah. his skin, yeah. and then they're like, "We're gonna have to amputate his leg." And then he's like, "No, don't take my yeah. leg. It's going was... for his penis." And he goes, "Take the leg, take the leg." Yeah, that's from the trailer, <laughs> from the commercial. I remember it's that. Extremely good joke. My teacher showed that to a class of middle schoolers. <laughs> that's the only thing I know about that movie is that that scene is in it. 
<laughs> Speaking of penises, what's our host been playing? <laughs> um so i've been playing a, a 2017 release of one of my favorite games of all time uh final fantasy 12 the zodiac age um so i won't go too deep into this one um i think most people kind of know what this game is it came out in 2007 originally so you know, not 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 too new. Probably the oldest game that anyone any one of us have been playing. <laughs> Although actually, Superstar Saga might be older. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so uh, Final Fantasy Twelve is a like probably I think the biggest departure from Final Fantasy's core formula until fifteen. Um, fifteen has a load of super interesting changes to the formula in a very similar way to that I thought 12 did. And um, 12 basically takes all their learnings from having made an MMO and makes a single player MMO um, with very little grinding, really. There's, you can do it if you want to do it, but there's not too much, to be honest. I didn't, the first time I played it and probably the second and third, I think I don't think I ground at all when I didn't need to, when I was playing the story. Um, so it's really cool. You basically, you have this, you, you have this party that you set up AI commands for. Um, so there's a lot of like, if this, then that stuff, which is really awesome. Cause you can kind of like, I got to the point where I could beat the final boss without touching the controller. Um, and uh, I remember talking about that once with some friends and they were like, why are you even playing that game? Uh, the the satisfaction for me of being able to put the controller down and having complete trust in my squad to take that boss on because they were so well programmed it was probably also the result of about two hours worth of gambit structuring and practice and testing uh, so on the video it's mentioning gambits what are gambits gambits are the what they call the ai commands so um i think He's the best when, well, he's not, is he? Um, <laughs> kind of. just, just like this isn't the best Final Fantasy. Well, you know, everyone has opinions. Um, uh, the Cyclops is the best X-Man. Moving swiftly on. Um, Phoenix. <laughs> Kitty Pride. Um. <laughs> Look, this is a topic from Marvel Fix, a podcast that Alison and I jokingly talked about starting um, because we spent about two hours of our group chat conversation talking about Marvel comics and cinematic universe on Friday. We were talking a lot about those. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, but it was a great conversation. So if you want to go back and read it, I highly recommend it. Not anyone listening because you're not in our group chat, most likely. Um, but yeah, so uh, Final Fantasy XII is one of my favorite games. Um, I probably would have said it was my favorite game of all time before about five years ago um that my original ps2 save file for final fantasy 12 which came with me onto my 60 gig ps3 which was ps2 compatible um the last time i touched it was at about 300 hours um every optional boss every weapon every square on every license grid um 
That's another thing that we could talk about someday is license the license grid. Oh god. Uh, is that like the sphere grid? Yeah. No. It's way different because Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Settle down everyone. Let's, let's listen. In the sphere grid, you're like, oh, um I want I'm sorry. to learn this ability. So he'll you put an ability sphere into the sphere grid. And then the next thing you'll be like, oh, I want Titus to be faster. So you put points into the agility sphere on the sphere grid. But then, like, the license grid is like, I want Van to wear a hat. I'll need to put points into hats level two so that he can wear a hat. But you need so a you're... license to wear a hat? Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. You need, yeah. It's harder to wear a hat in Final Fantasy XII than to buy a this gun is, in America. This is the future <laughs> liberals want. Oh. <laughs> Not political. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's. It, I still think it's one of my favorite games. Um, playing it again, it doesn't feel like it's really aged. Um, like uh, I was worried that I wouldn't enjoy it as much playing it now. It's been about five years since I played it last, maybe six. Um, but the only thing that I think has really that shows that it's an old game is that a the graphics are like clearly upresed. Um, they look very good. Like it's a really good. Like if you look at the game that's playing on the stream now, it's, it's it looks good, but it doesn't. It looks like a top tier PS3 game, not like a PS4 game. Uh, and that there's no clear objective markers. I think that's like one of the biggest things is it's really hard to find out where you're supposed to be going, what you're supposed to be doing if you're skipping the cutscenes, which I have been. Um, so I've stopped doing that this afternoon when I was playing. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah I, I, I'd highly recommend Zodiac Age, even if it's like you've never played it before and you have no nostalgia for it. I still think it would hold up as... It's as good as a lot of new games coming out now. The systems were super ahead of their time when they came out. How much are you using the fast forward feature? Not as much as you'd think. So I had it set to four times when I first turned it on, and it was extremely way too fast. Um, and when I was having it on in battles, I found that I like I'm not. Uh, deep enough into gambits that I can have it on during battles yet. Like I still need to be able to pay attention to what's going on with every character on every turn. Um, like for example, I have Van set to automatically steal as his gambit, which means that once he's done a steal attack on a monster, I need to manually target it for attacks. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it's not that much of an imposition because in every Final Fantasy game, you manually target every character, but, yeah. um, uh, it's like because the battles move real quickly um, even on the, the regular speed battles move quite fast um, and they're quite like nice and dynamic like the characters like move around each other they don't just stand still um, but yeah so I don't know if any of you played it back when it came out anyone here? I rented it from Hollywood Video yeah I played it for a bit I don't remember anything except there's a bunny lady who dressed far too skimpily. Definitely. And I, I don't remember anything about the, there were some the judges. Uh, I got to like a city in the clouds. It's like some star Wars type shit. And then there was like a boss fight. And I don't think I got past that. 
so the entire game story is a huge ripoff of Star Wars. Um, so yeah, he likes I, Star Wars. The bunny lady is Chewbacca. Yep. Yeah, doesn't she even uses a crossbow? Yeah, uh, Balthier, my favorite character in like all the video games, pretty much probably uh, constantly refers to himself as the leading man. He's not the protagonist. You don't play as him, uh, but he thinks he's the protagonist. Added, wasn't Van added like super late to be like a more traditional Final Fantasy protagonist? Yeah, of, like um, few games at least. I think you were going to play as Bosch from mm. memory, um, who weirdly doesn't turn up for a huge chunk of the game. Um, but Bosch is like older and he's seen some shit. Um, and I think that they just wanted you to play as an innocent teen. Um, so they introduced Van, the least closed character in any Final Fantasy game. Or Done. least closed male character by a country mile. How many belts does he wear? I don't know if he wears a single belt. Hmm. It's disappointing. I'll have to go back to Are you Final sure Fantasy and Nomura worked on this game. <laughs> uh, only a few of the character designs actually look like Tetsuya Nomura. So, how about zippers? Faster. Zippers, uh, buckles, uh, Velcro. <laughs> He's got like buttons, cargo like- trousers with like plate mail boots. So it sounds like a fable, like a fable one character where you're like, I'm just going to wear these boots, but no pants. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also wearing no shirt and a yeah, sounds like a fable one really small waistcoat with a really big necklace underneath it. So I think he might be a 90s rapper. <laughs> Do you think they based Kylo Ren's character off of him? One hundred percent. It's come. It went the full circle. Similar. Final Fantasy was based on Star Wars. Now Star Wars is based on Final Fantasy. He's knew it. But yeah, I, I think I will try and play as much as I can of it before Nino Kuni comes out, and I think that will take over my home time, video game time. Nice. Um, Friday. Yeah, that's coming up. That's next week. It's out oh, on. Geez. Yeah, is it Friday? Oh, okay, I yeah. thought it was earlier than no, that. I think it's Friday or Thursday or something. It's a... I'm I'm on holiday next week as well, all Monday to Friday. So I'm on uh, holiday for the next three weeks. Oh, well, yeah. I'm, I'm away from home for those days. So I'll have to pack as much Nino Kuni as I can in on the weekend. Uh, but... God, I hope uh, Nino Kuni's uh, good. Yeah, the 23rd. <laughs> that would be nice. So. Nino Kuni... As Jason Schreier said, he thinks it's fantastic. Oh, Nino okay. Kuni 1 was such a disappointment. <laughs> uh, look, uh, PC Gamer did like 25 minutes of uh, gameplay footage, uh, and it looked like the combat was better. Oh, that's all I need to know. Because if the, like combat, the combat was yeah, the worst part. That will be yeah, we're just considering trying to go bullshit. back and replay, or play finished uh, Nino Kuni before I played the second one, but mm-hmm. I did not it's get that far. essentially unrelated in a similar okay. way to how yeah. the running. Good. That's um, good. Yeah, because I yeah, because I, I mean the art style is obviously just amazing, and but I just did not get very far into yeah. the Kuni one. So it just mm-hmm. uh, the, I, yeah, I the party don't know if have, Yeah, I don't know if they have any of the because uh, when I looked at the video, it looked like it was just like your party members were actually doing the fighting, and you didn't have like little whatever they were called, like Pokemon type things, mm-hmm. doing the fighting for you. Familiars? So mm-hmm. were they familiars? 
Yeah, the, the characters are doing the fighting. Um, yeah. uh, there is a YouTube video that's like, uh, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes from Polygon that's like, the combat is so much better in Nino Kuni 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, I think that'll be enough to get me in. That people are saying it's got like Suikoden. I've never played Suikoden. Uh, Suikoden style, uh, like castle building stuff. Mm, okay. That's actually that's interesting, interesting to me. Hmm. Like it's, either uh, a large part of the game is like building up your kingdom or something, I guess. Oh, yeah. and, with, and, and with that uh, with that art style, that sounds really good. Yeah, is Joe Hisaishi doing the music again? I don't know. I hope and, so. And is, uh, oh, composer, yes, 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 yes it is. It up, and, yeah. and is level five making it again? Yep. Yes, yeah, okay. definitely level yep. five. Yeah. Okay. Because that's what has made me think I'm probably going to pick it up. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, it's in my rental queue, but. <laughs> Uh, hmm. I believe the platform to get that on. I'm double checking now. Uh, I think the first one is on PlayStation Now. Oh. Yeah, yeah I it, think is. it is. Yeah, but like, I super wouldn't recommend playing that game. No, the first one. I, yeah, it feels like an older game than Final Fantasy Twelve. Yeah, which came out like eight years before it. Is there I, I there are go- cool things to it, but yeah, yeah. it's. Yeah, I just wouldn't recommend that game at all. Go to YouTube and watch the cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or, or if you really want to play it, use a guide. Like, yes. don't try and go through it. Oh, definitely it. that. Yeah. Cool. So it sounds like we're at the end of what's everyone been playing, which gives us to the uh, hot, uh, hotly anticipated. I'm so excited about this quiz. <laughs> This doesn't translate well for an audio podcast. No. Allison <laughs> just looks like, so excited. We need to come up with like a Jeopardy style, um, well, one Jeopardy style music, but also uh, like question cards for the stream. So people can. <laughs> Did you see, Good idea. Anyway. Good idea. Did you see last week that Jeopardy had their first ever uh, tie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was cool. Anyways. <laughs> Um, okay, so now a lot of the answers to these questions can be found in earlier in the episode if you were paying attention. Oh no! Oh dear! Fuck! I'm never paying attention. Que- <laughs> 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 I wrote the quiz questions based on the YouTube playlist, uh, vaguely uh, as vaguely related in some cases and very related in others. Trying to okay. remember what I said. <laughs> so uh, here's a, here's you, gimme. Uh, which developer is responsible for surviving Mars? Is it A, Paradox Interactive, B, Foraxis, or C, Westwood? Are we ready? Three, ready. two, and a one. Show us chances. That's an uh, A. Everyone gets a point. Hell Yay. yeah. However... Yay. I have to tell you, technically, the developer is Hamamont Games, not Paradox. Paradox yeah. published it. So Sam loses a point. <laughs> I'll take a minus point there. <laughs> I think we all knew what you meant. Yeah. Uh, I wrote these quiz questions extremely quickly. Send your corrections to beastcast at giantbomb.com. Care of Abby. We, we, by next week, we will have an email address. Uh, I've I've got it set up. Uh, I just need to figure it out. Um, 
Okay, so this is uh, this question is actually related to Alison's game, but okay. also related to a news item that Andre. Oh uh, no! Alison's NSFW question of the week. God, uh, don't make that the, don't make that my category. <laughs> so, how big is Luigi's dick in brackets flaccid? According no, to the AV Club expose. Oh no! Is that a, okay. Yeah. I didn't. I, that that was in the chat. I didn't see that. Well, you'll have to use your knowledge of Luigi and his downstairs. <laughs> I gotta take a guess. Okay. So. Blasted, you said. Blasted, yes. Blasted. Okay. <laughs> so is it? Is the answer A three point seven inches? B three point nine inches? Or C, eight inches around. <laughs> Think about it. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay, we've got three, two, one. Answers, please. Everyone who said A, you are correct. <laughs> Pat, I like your going for the comedy answer. So yeah, I, I changed it the last time. I'm the comedy. Eight inches around is a lot. <laughs> it's Blasted. a line from American Pie. I don't know if anyone has... Yeah, no, I caught it. Yeah. Uh, question three. Which crowdfunding platform was a ghost of a tale launched on? Is it A, Indiegogo, B, Kickstarter, or C, Fig? Everybody got your answers ready? That's a three, two, one. Show them. Everyone who said, hey, you got a point. Oh, I, I forgot the order the answers went in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know the answer because I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I said it earlier in the yeah, no, no. Was, I was like, wait, okay, I think Kickstarter was first. So <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay attention okay. earlier in the up. No. <laughs> now, here's an interesting the answer. I just. Jonathan Blow's The Witness was released in 2016, but what year was it announced? Was it mm. A, 2010, B, 2014, or C, 2009? Three, two, one. Everyone who put C, take a point. You are yes. correct. Yeah. I remember yeah, Ryan Davis talking about going to see it. Yeah, that, that is why I knew it couldn't be. Yeah. Be. Mm -hmm. Just noting who got that one right. Okay, now, final question. Which of the following three oh. are not party members in Final Fantasy XII? Christ. I hope everyone's ready for the guessing game. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is a guessing game. <laughs> You've been uh, working on this since you started... Since you decided you were going to discuss it on the podcast, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> this one question. I uh, I literally was like, oh, I want to discuss Final Fantasy XII. What's a good question that's really possibly easy? Because most people have played Final Fantasy XII, right? Yeah. Turns out no. Uh, so which uh, which of the following three are not party members? So A, Ash, B, Fran, or C, Vossler? I don't know if the microphone picked that up, but Fiona was entering from the living room. 
I believe she's also wrong. <laughs> she is wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, three, two, one. Show me our answers. Everyone who puts C, you can take a point. So that's everyone. Yay. Fran is the right. bunny lady, right? Fran <clears throat> is the bunny lady. Yes. Yeah, I saw her name on the stream, so I already so, don't know who that what that answer was. I just picked Fossler. <laughs> okay. Fossler's a bad guy, right? Fossler is a guest party member. Uh, he joins your party for two missions, but is not a full party member. Dang. What See, you should have done is uh, what is not a boss in Final Fantasy XII. God, I but then it would have just been that. like flan. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't finish that game, but I did play it for like thirty hours when it came out, and I don't remember anything about that game, like <laughs> except it was kind of like an MMO. That's <laughs> the only thing. <laughs> and that Fran is a character. Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> and sick top. Ash was my favorite character, so I thought that she might have been printed on someone else. But there you go. No. <laughs> It's because she was the tank, so I always played as her so that I could make sure I was keeping everyone safe. I'm looking forward to the day that that game goes on sale on Steam and I buy it in like two years and then play Never it play on it. a weekend and go, oh, this game was really good. <laughs> well, any UK listeners, it's extremely cheap in game right now. It's only £15, which is like a third of the price it came out for. I think it might be on sale on PlayStation right now. when it was new. <laughs> Is Final Fantasy 15 cheaper? It might be right now. <laughs> no, they're the same price. No, okay. Just I want to the again. Final Fantasy price comparison section of the podcast yeah. uh, as we move Fair into enough. news. <laughs> it's not on sale. <laughs> So we've got quite a few news stories. So what I'm going to do is try and run through them fairly quickly. Um, Alex, first news story is from yourself. Far Cry 5 has no microtransactions and the campaign is playable offline. That is incorrect. Sorry, it has, has microtransactions. microtransactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every other Ubisoft game. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. One of the things that was bothersome about the microtransactions is that it has one of those uh, shortcuts like unlock everything kind of things yeah so did oh. assassin's creed though i don't know like they do that with all their games I just, I just find it weird like they're kind of like oh you don't want to actually engage with playing this game here to give us some money and you don't actually yeah. have to play it i remember did, having um, a... sorry go ahead is it, did anyone has anyone listened to the besties the polygons uh game of the month podcast uh, i haven't uh, this month but Justin McElroy said that he basically broke Assassin's Creed Origins by like throwing like seventy dollars of microtransactions into it. Jesus! And he was like, he was like, I'm two thirds through the game. I've not died yet. Yeah. <laughs> I've not found anything challenging. So I have more money than I can spend. And yeah. It takes me about two hours to earn an experience point. Yeah. Yeah. So I've actually had a. I knew somebody who engaged with this stuff who had a lot of money and very little time and they said that they just like they liked it because they like to go through the storyline of these games and not have to spend any like extra time and just have the benefits of playing it a ton without having to like do to 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 actually play it because they didn't have time and i always thought that was insane but apparently there's a fair number of people out there who are just like yeah whatever i'll buy i'll spend 10 bucks to be able to do anything (laughs) um yeah 
Yeah, it, it, it makes me nervous mostly because uh, um, I, I always worry that it's going to get to that point where it affects the balance of the game if you don't pay for mm. those, like mm. in a um, like Shadow of War kind of way. Where, yeah. Like that, well, that I mean, I, I, I know that that doesn't hasn't happened for a, a lot of games yet, but that just kind of makes me a little bit. Totally. Antsy. I mean, I think yeah. at the end of the day, it didn't really end up happening for Shadow of War either. Like from what I've seen, I haven't actually played through that game yet. But if you look at the reviews uh, that I've read on Steam, a lot of users say like, it's fine without microtransactions. Um, I think there was like that super crazy hard mode that maybe it mattered for. But like, yeah. <laughs> I, I I mean I haven't played it. I, I was just going off of reputation, yeah. but it, it's just something that makes me a little nervous, especially with uh, um, single player campaigns too. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want to be able to play those and not have to. Uh, yeah, give it's in, money. It's a, yeah, it's kind of gross all the way around, especially because like they kind of replaced cheat codes, which was you know these abilities right. aren't new to games. That's totally it's true. Just paying yeah. for it is new to games. That, and when it's a multiplayer game, then it like it does break the balance because you can just pay to like get like way ahead of like other people. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's co-op, like Far Cry's co-op. So like you know whatever, you just oh your friend is has a bunch of abilities. But if it's competitive, then I can see it being an issue. Like with yeah. what people said about Star Wars, I get the concern of the of the balance being an issue eventually. I just think that uh, like, I remember the first time I saw something like that, like a time saver thing, I think was in battlefield bad company too. Um, and it, they've been putting like EA and Activision and Ubisoft have put this stuff in their single player games on and off since then. And I feel like it's, yeah. it's always good to keep an eye on it. So it's not at all like I'm dismissing the, the concerns over it. It's more like, I find it interesting that all of a sudden now everyone has very much has, and I'm not talking about any of you guys. I mean, like yeah. on the internet, people have kind of hackles up over it, like in the last year and shadow of war kicked it off. And I remember when the shadow of war stuff came out, I was like, this has been a thing. I mean, it, not with loot boxes specifically, but buying a single player boost has been a thing for like 10 years almost. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I think it's interesting that people just started to really get upset about it. Um, because like it's been in Assassin's Creed since three, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like it's been around for a long time, and especially yeah. in Ubisoft games. This feels it's been in for... all the bad Assassin's Creed games oh. and Origins and Syndicate. It's been in the one bad Assassin's Creed game. So yes, it has been Black in all the bad ones. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad that you uh... don't even go there with me. <laughs> <laughs> It was. Uh, they had it in Revelations. <laughs> Revelations uh, is a good game. It's just repetitive and kind of boring. After so I don't. Re- that is a game I don't remember anything about. Fine. Very, I thought that was quite a bad game um, because Brotherhood was so good. Um, Revelations is just Brotherhood with more stuff bolted on it. I'd be super tempted to pay for the unlock everything thing if it was like ten pounds. You should be like, if I've rented the game, I haven't paid anything for it, throw the developers a tenner and unlock everything and just, you know, go wild so, in Montana. That's actually more than I, what I worry about because I think if, uh, not to like derail this too much, but I don't think like with where we're at right now, given that like enough people do it to make it worthwhile for them to include the option, but not enough people do it that it's noticeable to us. Um, I think that's why it works right now. I think if they started to make it more affordable and kind of convince people like, Hey, it's only five bucks to 
do everything, that's when you could start to see it affect balance because people will just get used to buying stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, because I think that right now the first game that comes out and actually has a balance affecting, I mean, you saw it with Battlefront 2 with the competitive, on the competitive multiplayer side. If like Far Cry 5 came out and it was like, oh, you actually do need to spend about $10 in microtransactions to get through the game. That would be, that game, Far Cry series done, over. Like, it's not going to happen. Right. And I and I know that it's still like a big if right now, but it's it's that big if that it makes me just kind of Yeah, fancy. I get that. Totally. Uh, okay. Uh, let's move on to the next story. Um, as I said, try and keep it quick and uh, quick and, I don't know, painless, I guess, today. Um, so next story that I've got here, I think this is probably like this, and maybe this is me being biased, but I think this is probably the biggest story of the week, is uh, Drake sets records with Twitch streaming Twitch uh, for Fortnite Battle Royale. Yeah, my Cheska was watching this at the time. She apparently she watches this stream anyways, and she just texted me. She's like, "Drake is on this stream." <laughs> and I was like, That's "Like, like awesome. John Drake?" And he's like, "She's like, no, the rapper." <laughs> That's what I thought when I first saw everybody talking about Drake. I was like, I don't think he was that big of a deal. Like, excuse you, it's Drake from Degrassi. That's that's yeah, right. Apparently, that's that's what Alex's first like instinct should have been. Oh, Drake from Degrassi. Right, it should have been. But yeah, apparently he like invited some of his other rapper buddies or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because Austin was was live tweeting about how like he needs to bring Yachty and Travis Scott on, and yeah, Austin Walker from Waypoint. And I didn't watch it. And when, once I saw his tweets in the aftermath, I was like, I, I got to look up FODs because to watch Drake and Lil Yachty and Travis Scott play fucking Fortnite together <laughs> would be like, I'd pay for that. Uh, <laughs> they, there was um, also Kim.com and he was just... Yeah, yeah fuck yeah, that, that guy. I don't want people change. You see his Wikipedia page that people change. Wait, Kim.com yeah. actually played? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the, the mega upload guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> somebody, I wonder. I wonder if I can find it. Somebody changed his Wikipedia page. Like, then he uh, he played Fortnite with Ninja and Drake, and uh, like the victim was the vibe or whatever. Like, you know, he killed the vibe of the stream. <laughs> yeah, that's not his Wikipedia. Page. He sucks. Did you, uh, did you? The Polygon article has maybe my favorite sub headline of any Polygon article I've read in a very long time, which is Drake meme no chicken dinner. Drake meme yes victory royale. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I thought this was super weird. It got like um, uh, the guy Ninja got fifty thousand subscribers in the like hour and a bit. That was playing. That's wild, wild to like is, look uh, at the yeah. chat stuff. It was just walls upon walls of subscriber stuff. That has to, but there has to have been money that changed hands to make all that come together, right? Like they would have to. I think they would have to. Uh, I would think. I would think they FCC regulations would mean they'd have to disclose that. Yeah, um, I guess that's as, true. Yeah, as I understand it, Drake loves Fortnite and watches Ninja stream Fortnite. And he went into Ninja's chat and was like, yo, do you want to stream Fortnite together? I still, this smells fishy to me. I still don't. Do you, um, the, the other thing, did you see Austin tweeted about this? It was like, I can't think of a better advert for Discord than Drake downloading Discord during a stream. <laughs> yeah, what I mean? on the internet. thousand yeah. people. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
my, my supposedly favorite... Drake plays it a lot, like during their streaming, like when they're taking a break from like recording, he like just plays that. Yeah, he's start playing on his phone too. Bet, yeah, bet money. Speaking of which, that's the next article, so we may as well just go straight, lean straight into that one. Um, Fortnite is out on iOS. Oh, Erica, I've got a code if you want to play it. Oh, I do. Invite code. My iPad um, is too old for it. <laughs> yeah, I think I can. I think I've got one invite code at the moment, but I, you can. I'll get multiple every couple of days, so yeah. I can just send them over. But they're iOS only at the moment. Um, yeah, so I've played this game. I don't really like it yet. Um, it runs really smooth. It looks really good. You guys saw I recorded the game yeah. that I played for you it guys. It looks much better than I would have expected. Yeah, totally. As having seen uh, PUBG in motion on YouTube on a mobile mobile device, uh, mobile phone, whatever, um, I think Fortnite looks a lot better. And it's, yeah, it's stylized in such a better way. Yeah, it, they've made it easy. I think Fortnite looks a lot better on PC and console than PUBG, frankly. Uh, but it's all yeah. preference because it's a stylized thing. I prefer kind of arcadey stylized Blizzard stuff to yep. like hyper real Bethesda sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, like I I have only played that one game. I haven't gone back to it because my battery ran out when I was in the mood to play, and I was instead of been playing other stuff. But um, I'll probably play a couple of matches before I go to bed tonight because um, I die extremely quickly. So it's not like it takes me very long. Um, but it's the sort of thing that I think I'll be playing like sat on a train platform or when I've got 10 minutes waiting for a meeting to start or something like that. So, and I think it's super interesting that it's come to phones. And I think that that is what's going to absolutely kill. I mean, again, they're doing that for China and like Asian markets where phone games are way bigger than they are in the States. I see that kind of working better in the West than PUBG will. I think it's for kids, uh, like that too. With parents who aren't going to buy it, but like I like mobile stuff is so huge in like China and yeah. like Japan that it's gonna. Yeah. That's like the main reason I think. I just yeah. think that game stands out a lot more on an app store, like the art style, than PUBG mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I think people that are casual that just play games on their phones and just look at the app store once a week, they're gonna be much more likely to click on the tap on that than on. Uh, PUBG. There's think, also yeah. Sorry. way more. There are like a ton of PUBG clones on like the yeah. Android and uh, iOS stores already. So, yep. like getting that to stick out is going to be real tough. Whereas Fortnite will stick out a lot more. And I don't know if there are tons of clones of it. And, but um, the thing I is, have no sorry. desire to play it. I think the interesting thing as well is that um, Epic have partnered with apple to put it out on ios which is the dominant platform for kids like by a country mile and i think if you compare the two games directly in their current forms like if we're just thinking about pc like just let's not consider Mm -hmm. consoles for a second pubg is kind of the arma equivalent like the kind of almost semi one whereas fortnite is the the arcadey one and i think an Mm -hmm. arcadey shooter translates way better to like a wider audience especially with kids yeah and it's interesting too because the are you would know better than me, Andre. Are iPhones really that prevalent in Asian countries? I was under the impression that Android was much more. I'm, I mean, worldwide, 
Android is like way more dominant because like ten, the phones tend to be cheaper. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm not like my kids. My kids, the, all their phones are like put in a bag at the beginning of the day, and then gotcha. they don't get them till the end of the day. Sure. Some of the kids are kind of jerks, and they keep their phone, and then they pull it out in class. Whatever, I don't care. Um, <laughs> He's a cool kids. teacher. Yeah, I was gonna no, say no, no. It's it's the like, I'm I'm not in, in charge of discipline, so if the teachers are going to do anything, like whatever, that kid's just not going to learn English. I don't care. Uh, oh, captain, he, my captain. He, he's not going to pass his high school entrance exams. He's not going to go to high school. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Hey, that's that's Japanese school system. It's wild. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I see like, I saw a lady with an iPhone and a Walkman the other like a couple Ooh, months ago. I love I don't know why, but I just why? love that. That like, fuck, fuck, fuck like that's great. That's <laughs> beautiful. She like she was looking at her iPhone and then she had her headphones go into a Walkman that she put in her bag. I'm like, what? What do you It's like uh, Kojima uses a Sony Walkman. He posts pictures of it on Instagram all the time. Or is it, it was like... a Discman. It was a Discman, not a Walkman. Wow. I don't want to cut it down. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I, I don't know. I'm not like looking at people's phones, but I feel like I see like a fair mix of sure. iPhones and okay. uh, Android. But yeah, I don't know what the actual breakdown is i just know that overall there are more android phones than iphones yeah but people are hesitant to put those game put their games on android because piracy is like a yeah. bigger problem on them. not that it yeah. isn't a problem on iphones but it's a little more locked down and yeah, i'll like, say that sorry. when uh i was in japan and we were in theme parks and stuff like that the only phone cases you could buy in the theme parks were iPhone cases though but that's probably just because that's probably the one that people have the most of that kind of phone exactly they are a lot more strict in like okay here is the form factor you've got like maybe three or four at most that are like popular at a time that you could like be selling cases for whereas Android there are like you know three phones a month coming out or whatever and a lot of them are really underpowered like not even good enough to run games so yeah and I mean yeah for some people that's all they need they just want like oh I want to browse the internet or like use Google Maps and check my email and that's it and that's fine but Mm. yeah so it would make sense to target the iPhone market which has a bare minimum of like quality exactly. it, will, it will possibly have so it can probably run yeah it's easier to spec for i for uh, ios mm-hmm. devices too yeah 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 i think uh let me just double check so i'm sure it'll say here uh i'm just looking to see it says what minimum ios oh it doesn't say yeah it's it like one minimum. Minimum. ipad air twos i think or uh yeah uh the ipad air revision above mine and then um I think iPhone six is the lowest one you can play it on. Yeah. Um, well, interesting. Uh, Fortnite for iPhone as uh, footsteps, footsteps and gunfire are both visible, so you can play with sound off. Pretty cool. Huh. That's wow. pretty neat. That's interesting. Yeah. So I just looked at a, I googled a thing from Statista.com. I don't see he's former WWE world champion Statista. Um, <laughs> I don't know how accurate this is, but it's saying 78%, 78.69 nice percent of phones in China are Android. Yeah, Android is huge in China because there's yeah, a lot of Chinese-specific manufacturers. Yeah, like no. Huawei and Xiaomi and stuff like that. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, so next news article, because otherwise we'll be here forever. Um, so this one is, uh, uh, as I said earlier, sponsored by Alison's NSFW God. Corner. <laughs> I'm going to read the headline, uh, and then we'll just—I uh, might read a couple of extra, a couple of extra lines here. So the headline is: Luigi definitely has a dick, and it's 3.7 inches flaccid. So how? How? They How analyzed, do we know? The tennis, so a tennis racket is like a set. It's like a set dimension. It's like twenty-seven point eight inches or whatever, right? Okay. I don't. I don't. So like the racket. Yeah. Itself. Okay. So some Reddit sleuths were like, "Oh, it's three hundred pixels, so we can equip, you know, make equivalent three hundred pixels, like twenty-seven point eight inches or whatever." And so, take, how do we know? Like, so there's there is a. There is a visible bulge in Louise's tennis short. Louise's Louise's Lil Weezy. Lil Lil G Lil Gui. I don't know. Luigi's uh, tennis shorts. There's a visible bulge. So by measuring the racket and equiv- making that an equivalent size in uh, inches, they can measure the bulge and make an equivalent size using the pixel. There's some like ratio stuff and like angles that might you know there's a margin of error here but uh yeah i think by roughly using this information (laughs) we were also it's reddit so i don't people (laughs) do uh people were able to determine that uh bowser is uh four feet tall in mario (laughs) tennis aces so yeah uh everybody can find uh can find out what happens to luigi's dick in mario tennis aces when it arrives on june 22nd Thank you, Allison. Oh, God. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Can we just not have that be my corner, please? So, <laughs> Mario, Mario has nipples. Luigi has a dick. What's next? I Mario actually... a sip of soda, and it came out through my nose a little what? bit. So. If, if, uh, it's, if it's anything like uh, Wonderful Every Day, Peach will also have a dick. Yeah. <laughs> You've been able to see a Peach's address since, like, Smash Bros. Melee. Uh... Alex, how long have you been holding on to that joke? Because you definitely referred to it right at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I should have. I can. I could have held on for it longer, but it was. It was the time. <laughs> hold on to that dick. Didn't want to hold on no. to her dick. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Very quickly, uh, Mario also has a penis. That was confirmed in the eighties. Uh, there's some very interesting links in that AV Club article for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so yeah, if anyone's interested in that, um, I'm sure you can find it on Alison's Tumblr. Um, no, no, <laughs> it's on her resume. No, <laughs> please don't make this my brand. <laughs> so for the NBA draft, that's on Luigi's. Uh... It's on his thing. Five foot vertical <laughs> leap, 3.7. Plus. <laughs> uh, next news article Devil May Cry coat to come into Monster Hunter. Yeah, it's yeah, so super weird. Old Dante. Yeah, that's. that's yeah, super... Dante. I'll say it now. I would much rather pay like a, a buck or two. For these costumes than have to do these stupid quests for them i hate that just don't like it i so, i just wish it didn't have to use the shitty armor that it is like I, just let me sure. do it as a cosmetic thing. yeah that's another thing that 
should change. Fix that. Yeah. So Pat, just to confirm, what you're saying is you think it's a good idea if there's a monetary shortcut to content that you could earn in game for this kind. Con- yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just uh, ribbing you a little bit there. Yeah. Uh, next up, <laughs> Geraldo Riviera is coming to Soul Calibur Six. <laughs> now that now this is something that should not be behind a paywall. <laughs> Uh, I'm assuming that he's non-DLC content. I'm assuming I mean, he's he'll have an exclusive stage that's like the 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 empty vault that he thought was going to be full of uh, riches. It's Caremoran. <laughs> they they announced that Caremoran yeah. is uh, also a stage. I was just going on the Geraldo Rivera thing. No, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a very uh, it's really well modeled Caremoran uh, as well. Uh, if you watch it in the trailer, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the songs from Witcher 3 is going to be his song. It's the um, cool, extremely fast, um, not sure what the music is called, the instrument's called, uh, song. Alex, do you know what that instrument is? No. What did you do? It sounds like a guitar. Well, it sounds like a mix between a guitar and a sitar, kind of. Uh, yeah, I know what it is. I forget what it's called. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's called Hunt or Be Hunted. It's probably one of the best songs in that game, to be honest. Yes, it's awesome. Um, uh, yeah, so he's going to be in Soul Calibur 6, which is coming out later this year, um, joining the likes of Link, uh, Darth Vader, Yoda, Ezio, and uh, fan favorite Spawn uh, as guest characters for the Soul Calibur series. Wasn't there Link, also like a Halo Kratos. Uh, yeah, uh, was that was in no was that was in Dead or Alive? Halo, uh, Dead or Alive? Yeah, okay. The yeah, Halo, Halo was in Halo was in Dead or Alive. Female Master Chief was Dead or Alive. Girl Halo, um, and uh, <laughs> Heihachi was also. Uh, they missed okay, Heihachi yeah. on this Polygon article. Uh, favorite so, yeah, link. Uh, yeah, okay. Next Yoda up. was fucked up. He was like so small. Yeah, he was a bad character. They should not have included him. Uh, next up is an a article from uh, Andre about Toys R Us. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I don't know if what anyone else's experience with Toys R Us is. I worked there uh, two different holiday seasons as, like, holiday help. Uh, that was wild, man. Uh, first year, I worked there 2011, well, the story is they're closing all their uh, stores because of uh, uh, not making any money. Mitt Romney personally fucked them over uh, yeah. with uh, cap- Bain Capital, and uh, was I think it's handling like the liquidation. Um, mm. So and like they kind of like I, the store I were I can only speak to the store I worked in, but it was kind of like one of the lowest performing ones in the in the nation, just because of like. I don't know if it was like town size or people not buying stuff, but it was, you know, it was kind of in disrepair. Like uh, I worked in the video game section and like the security gates for like the cases. Sometimes like the locks would just come out when you like undid it or the doors <laughs> would just be like, okay, I got to slide this door over and it gets stuck. I'm like, I can't open it or they'd like come out. I'm like, Ugh. And then I'm standing there with like 15 people holding like 10 games trying to like, Oh, the door. Oh, geez. And I can't let you walk away. Uh, <laughs> thing you never saw. Yeah. 
<laughs> Never. Uh, I was, every time when they announced their first round of closures, I was surprised that my store wasn't on that list. <laughs> I was like, wow, they're still going. But uh, I mean, it sucks for like a lot of reasons. Like it's a big toy store. It's a great place for like yep, early parents to go and buy stuff for the kids. Uh, Amiibo. They sell Amiibo. Yeah. It, like, <laughs> yeah, it's... It's a bummer just for a lot of reasons. I guess you can go and try and get some Amiibo for cheap, Sam, if they're ones you don't have. You probably have them all, though. Uh, apparently, the uh, Toys R Us in Bristol has been cleaned out. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I worked there at the height of Skylanders. Oh, my God. It was crazy. I bought. I feverishly bought Skylanders in a Toys R Us multiple times. Yeah, it's ooh, I'm, so many. I'm really interested in seeing the state of brick and mortar stores in like 20 years. Yeah, it's, well, it's really interesting because they'll be on the internet. I mean, I the thing that's happening, or at least around my city, is that all of the big like I live in the downtown in my city, and it's kind of weird because everything around here is closing, like all the brick and mortar stores. But once you get kind of further out, a, a lot of the more local stores seem to be really thriving. So it feels like things are kind of moving back more into those like mom and pop stores versus uh, large I can, retailers. I can say that it's very similar here as well. Yeah. yeah. I'm is new to this area, but it feels the same here too. I was going to say, is that because you guys can't get stuff delivered from Amazon because of the torrential snow that is <laughs> it's currently Canada. snowing where I am, yeah. by the way. <laughs> it's so mid-March. I would I would imagine that like part of the like I had this I bought a mouse this week because my mouse sucked um, and I was like oh I should go to to Best Buy um, but living yeah it's a it, it lights up it's a Look, oh, I have I have the best mouse that is physically available <laughs> the Logitech MX Master sponsored it's a good mouse hey, 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 razor mouse. razor if we're showing off our that, Logitech no, I don't I didn't mean to start this yeah, Logitech man. <laughs> I have a but, very cheap Logitech mouse. <laughs> but like two different purchases, right? Like I needed to buy card sleeves for this uh, miniatures game that I play that uses cards because I could have ordered it and saved like, I spent like $20 in total on like sleeves and binder pages for cards. Um, I could have gone online and probably gotten that stuff for 15 bucks and saved five bucks. But because the place I bought it from was a local hobby shop. I went out of my way to get it there um, because yeah. I'd like to support them. Whereas this mouse that I wanted to get, the alternative from ordering it from Amazon was to drive to Best Buy. And since I don't really give, like, I, I don't, like, Best Buy is this big box retailer. It wasn't like I felt like I was supporting a local business. So when I saw that I could just get same-day delivery on it from Amazon, it was an easy choice to just say, eh, well, order it then. Um, so I think that definitely has an effect. People, like, local business that's kind of niche like you want to support it um and i think a lot of people go out of their way to shop at those kind of places whereas at big box stores even though people still lose their jobs if they close i don't think about it as much as being uh like good to support that business right and Mm -hmm. i mean and i mean it really depends on what they're trying to sell but also depending on what the product is, some of those smaller scrolls can have a lot better product. Um, like I do a lot of crafting with yarn, uh, knitting and crochet, and a lot of the big stores, je- like they have some good product, but it's not, they have a lot of kind of crummy product too. Um, versus going to a local yarn shop, a lot of them have more expensive yarn to be sure, um, but 
I want like also when you go to the big stores, you're getting people who are just like, oh, I need a job, so I'm going to work retail, and maybe not as knowledgeable. If you go to like a smaller local store, you're going to get people who are probably more passionate about it because mm-hmm. probably the people hiring are like, okay, we want people who really know what they're doing. Yeah, like I worked at a big box store out of right out of college, and uh, they did not take preferences into account when they were assigning us places. So I'd get questions, and I'd be like, I, I don't know, why didn't you they put me in the electronics department? Yeah, <laughs> luckily I when know I worked, the stuff. Luckily, when I worked at Toys R Us during the interview, I was like, oh yeah, well, I mean, they asked, like, they had a pretty good interview process. They're like, oh, tell us about your favorite toy, or like make the stuff out of Lego and then sell it to us. You know, make a <laughs> toy out of Lego and then you know do a sales pitch. That's uh, cool. So part of my thing was like, oh yeah, well, I grew up playing with like PlayStation. Like, oh okay, you know video games. Okay, we'll probably put you over in the video game section then. I'm like, awesome. Then, Great. then you crafted but, Luigi's penis out of Legos. I crafted <laughs> Luigi's dick out of Lego. <laughs> I will say, as part of that story, they are they are paying their employees for sixty days of work, even if the stores they're in close. That's great. Or that sixty days, uh, uh, but they're also they yeah. they're giving their uh, executives all bonuses. Oh, I didn't see that. Very part large it. bonuses. So there, yeah, so um, and no severance packages for the employees and. There's a, uh, uh, so someone tweeting out that they got laid off from work and they were looking uh, looking for new jobs and they saw that their local Toys R Us was hiring. <laughs> huh. There's huh. Um, a wrestler named Tommaso Ciampa on NXT who's a big heel right now and he tweeted, uh, like I think two days ago, he said, my very first job was working as a stock boy at Toys R Us. I still remember my boss laughing at me when I told him I was just trying to save en- up enough money to pay for wrestling school. Look who's laughing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For re- Wait, um, sorry. Wrestling school? Yeah, wrestling school. Gotta, yeah, gotta, we gotta learn how to wrestle. You can't yeah. hurt people. You gotta do stuff safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta train. <laughs> Okay. I, I once also worked <laughs> in a big box retailer, uh, and I was I was put on the vacuum cleaners section, vacuum cleaners, kettles, and toasters. <laughs> Didn't that make you just want to learn about vacuum cleaners, though? Uh, no, I just learned about one vacuum cleaner and sold that one to everyone. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what about these? And I'm like, yeah, but this one gives me slightly more commission, and it's the only one I know facts about. <laughs> <laughs> uh fun black friday trivia uh as not even really trivia but as the so the first year i worked at toys r us 2011 i guess the next time would have been 2013 black friday 2011 we opened at like 8 p.m or something on thursday thanksgiving and uh, it was pretty busy all night i had to work till like 3 a.m 5 a.m something like that i lost my voice but uh yeah so like crowds were pretty steady like as it got to be like middle of the night less and less people showed up uh 2013 we opened at like 6 p.m on thanksgiving like first of all fuck you second of all uh like people showed up for like an hour Uh, fuck those people what the fuck are you doing it's thanksgiving uh but then it was just dead and but they had us there for you know eight hours so they're paying people to just stand around basically for this entire time and not a great use of money and not keeping up with like like that was like okay yeah no uh e-commerce has really like done a number on the store at this point but uh also managerial decisions (laughs) yeah uh just very 
was like very clear that like retail needs to figure out a way to actually compete with big box or with e-commerce, especially for like uh, Black Friday sales and stuff. To give people a reason to get out of their house. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people but just people don't, don't want leave. that. Yeah, no. <laughs> except so wait, except they yeah. will on Thanksgiving. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? People? <laughs> wait, 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 guys, guys, do you hear that? It's the next news story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shadow the Tomb Raider teaser. Um, Shadow Shadow the Tomb Raider is coming out on September 14th, and there's going to be a full trailer on April 27th. Uh, I saw the Tomb Raider movie on Thursday. Um, which we will be talking. I'm going to talk a little bit about it on Tuesday when we do our special movie episode. Um, I don't know if everyone's going to be able to make it to that, but uh, I'll that's be there. the idea. I'll be there. Excellent. Uh, I'm glad you'd be there, Alex, because I have no idea how to do this without you <laughs> <laughs> on an emotional and technical level. <laughs> I got you, Bay. <laughs> I should probably play the other two Tomb Raider games that have come out in the last five years right they're good i know i've I've heard they're good i just never got around to it tomb raider is one of my favorite series when i was a kid the 2013 tomb raider is awesome Uh, i love that game Uh, i think it's better than all three uncharted games last generation i don't think it's better than four but i think it's better than one two and three it's like it scratches the same itch but it's a different thing how much how much how much climbing is there not not a ton not much okay but then like I'm... there is the there is climbing but it's not as much as uncharted okay that that it's, makes it more it's a more open world it's very, not very linear it's it's kind of metroidvania is there any platforming in it at all mm, yeah okay. but there's timing based in yeah. the first I... one there's not so much tomb raiding in the second yeah. one there's more because i always mm-hmm. like the platforming in old tomb raider games that's one thing that i know a lot of people hated it but to me the fact that it was like so grid based and precision oriented was kind of cool um it's one of the few 3d platformers that i liked the second game uh, rise of the tomb raider essentially opens with you raiding a tomb so yeah, no. that's pretty they heard good. the criticism from the first one, I think. But I'll uh, play those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd recommend them both. Also, it's like what September I think was the release yeah. date they gave, and it's coming to PlayStation and Xbox at the same time. No timed exclusivity on this one. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay, so, yeah. learned, uh, I, but I think awesome. like the big thing for me at least was okay. It's going to be on at least PlayStation yeah. and Xbox at the same time because Shadow of the Tomb Raider was Xbox exclusive for a year. Right. It came yeah. to came to pc like a few months later in like january for pc yeah i I bought it on xbox one but really wasn't a fan of the xbox one controller at the time and so i never really got too far in it and then when it came out on ps4 i uh, rented it and i didn't get too far because i'd already played like three hours of it and i was like i just Mm -hmm. don't want to play three hours of this game again so i've never actually finished rise of the tomb raider like i know it's a good game (laughs) i've played enough of it to say it's good but I just I have not really given it a fair shake. And yeah, I don't think I, I will before the next one comes out. Yeah. I think I'll just skip straight to Shadow. But yeah, I think that's our last news story of the day today, guys. Um, we had one about Microsoft switching up their E3 briefing times and stuff. But I think that that's not... This is moving to LA Live and like for the show and then mm-hmm. but it just seems like a pain in the ass for the journalists going but yeah 
they're holding the press conference in the Microsoft arena or whatever, yeah. Microsoft theater. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it seems to me it's like, well, what's the point in going to E3? Why don't you just have your own PSX style thing? Because they have it now. They've got that Xbox event. Why don't they just have that the day before E3 starts? Something crazy like that. Because if, if E3 changes, then they want to still be there and not lose their floor space. Oh, yeah, definitely. In case Konami comes back and takes up their space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has an even bigger box with a lawyer in it. And <laughs> I bet carpet. they bring Metal Gear Survive this year. Guaranteed. Yeah, the game has been like, out for four months. They'll bring Pro Evolution Soccer. Oh, yeah, they've got to bring Pez every year. Uh and a pachinko machine? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid yeah. 3 pinball? Insurance. Health club. A health club and some gangsters. Yeah, there you go. Uh, speaking that's of Sega, gangsters. That's Sega. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that that's probably everything for this week's show. Um, yep. Does anyone else have anything super cool or interesting they want to talk about? Um, uh, no, I want to... So. Wait, no, I want to mention <laughs> the... the, the Thing we're doing at the end of the month do you want to mention oh, yeah. the movie thing again yeah. first though okay so we've got two awesome top dog top tier announcements for you guys today so uh you are getting an extra special completely free extra episode of uh the podcast uh well kind of like a pilot episode for a second podcast that we're not going to do in any way regularly um called movie fix uh, it's going to be uh, recorded on Tuesday and out whenever Alex has time to put it together and put it out. Uh, and um, we have a main topic where we're going to be discussing Black Panther. Uh, now that bunch of white people are talking about Black Panther, I love it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. We can all just talk about how great it was. No negative comments, anyone. Um, but also, I thought it might be fun to for everyone to bring a few movies that they've seen recently in the same way that we bring games each week because we're probably not going to cover movie news because there's just too much of that and too little of it that's interesting. Um, but we can kind of talk a little bit about things that we've seen recently. So I'm possibly going to have seen Ready Player One at special screening beforehand if I can get a ticket. Um, so that'll be interesting as well. Uh, but I have seen Tomb Raider and I've got a few uh, movies I've seen recently, Oscar-style movies that I thought I could talk about. Um, don't feel like you have to watch stuff just to bring it, um, but uh, I, I'm going to try and make an effort. Um, and uh, at the end of the month, for our month-end spectacular, as you know, uh, if you have listened to more than one episode of the show, we are we do, at the end of the month, a review podcast where we do our usual what you've been playing, but we skip news and we just talk about a specific thing that we've watched. And this month, we're going to be watching New Japan Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom. Is this year's event? Is it, Erica? Yes. Um, so 12 12 12 Kingdom 12 yes um it is available online on the new japan wrestling uh, online service and yeah. possibly other extra legal sources um uh, you do you if you have access tv axs i think they they have they're showing it around sometimes but i don't know i don't, I don't know have access tv i have allies tv <laughs> because i'm <laughs> 
Stop. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, the the plan is to have a viewing party next Saturday. So if you know one of us and want to get in on that, just let us know. And we will plan to watch it hopefully around, I was thinking like 11 Eastern, but you know, you guys tell me where it works for you and we'll figure it out. I'm assuming Andre's going to be fast asleep. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got this week off, so I'll find some time to sprinkle it out throughout my week. I'm yeah. going to actually try to watch it early as well, because uh, I want to play a little of Nino Kuni this weekend. <laughs> I'll be there. I'm away from my PS4 for five days. <laughs> well, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, so we're trying to do that, and it's mainly because we have some people who definitely don't know anything about wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be me. <laughs> but that's okay, because I'll explain stuff. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm just I'm going to give you one last out. Macaulay Culkin versus Rusev at WrestleMania 33. Rusev already said he cannot hit Richie Rich in the face. <laughs> and that's Andre, you and happen. I can stream WrestleMania if you want. We'll do WrestleMania. <laughs> okay, so everyone tune in for Wrestling Fix. Uh, coming next month. Uh, um, but yeah so um, we're going to do movie fix this week we're doing the review podcast in two weeks time Um, but uh, if you guys uh, like movie fix or you like the review podcasts and you want to see more or less or whatever of any of the content that we do um, then let us know Um, uh, we'd also appreciate if you reviewed and subscribed on iTunes even if you watch the video version if you watch live if you watch wherever whenever um, 3.7 stars an iTunes subscription would do us a huge favor so if you want to do that subscription and again a rating and a review would be even better um, we have a website now uh, it's probably live by the time that we well we've always had a website but now we have a cool URL uh, which I've set up to forward to uh, our old website for the time being <laughs> um, so you can find us at fix.space and fix is spelled F-Y-X if you didn't know 11 episodes in. <laughs> uh, you can also find all the rest of us at uh, completely different places on the internet. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SGCH and you can follow my cats from a link in my Instagram profile. I'd highly recommend it. They're good boys. Aww. Alex, where can people find you? You can't find me anywhere, but I've been reading this book. Sorry, I just <laughs> I just wanted to say I've been reading this book that I really recommend. Uh, we're not doing book fix, Alex. I know, we're I know. Since we're not doing it, book fix trying to happen. It's not going to happen. Oh, but it's so good. L- let me give you the let me give you this this little pitch. It's basically Avatar: The Last Airbender meets Harry Potter. I like one of those things. I like one of those things, and it's pretty good. And it's way darker than both of them. Anyways, it's called Children of Blood and Bone. You should read it. All right. <laughs> Find Alex at Children of Blood and Bone. <laughs> <laughs> if everyone here likes... If we're talking books again, real quick. If everyone likes no, Harry no. Potter, I should read The Magicians by Len Wiseman. It's not as good as Harry Potter. It's better. You're right. No, it's not as good as Harry Potter. Everyone was like, we smoke <laughs> cigarettes and we're edgy and have sex. like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Harry Potter's bad, though. Oh, how dare you? We can't go down this road. We're not doing this. I'm too old for Harry Potter. I, I'm, I was too old. I'm too old for the magicians, too, okay? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Alison, where can people find you online? Luigi's three point seven inch dick dot tumbler. No, no. Uh, if you want to read a book, it, The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet by Becky Chambers is very good. And it's like Mass Effect meets Firefly. And I love it. So that's I my like book plug. Things. Um, Andre, where can people find you? Uh, at CoolSlaw on Twitter, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W, and uh, at Coleslaw, C-O-L-E-S-L-4-W on Twitch. I might try and stream Sea of Thieves. Uh, yeah, I was going to say we should do that. Oh, yeah. Let's play Thieves. I've got that for free as well. Use yeah. that Game Pass thing to try yep. and yep, yep, stream yep. that. That'd be fun. Yep. I don't know if I'll actually like it, but uh, yeah. Uh, also, a book of uh, Final Girls by Riley Sager. It's a pen name. It's actually written by a guy, but like with a feminine name. Uh, it's it's pretty good if you like uh, horror movies and like that kind of stuff. It's got uh, some good twists on the tropes and whatnot. Sorry, I'm just signing up for um, Luigi's 3.7 inch dick dot tumblr dot com so I can oh, forward it. Across. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you have a podcast title at least. Erica, where can people find you? Oh boy. Okay. Um, you can find me um, on Twitter at Erica, spelled A I R E H C U H. Um, I'm not reading any books at the moment. <laughs> you can also listen to my other podcast called Tempered Expectations um, about video games and it's been mostly wrestling lately, a lot of new Japan and a little bit of NXT. Um, and you can watch my Twitch stream, which will probably be on as soon as this is over. Cause it's a little late. Um, where we're streaming Yakuza Kiwami tonight, but we switch things up every day of the week. So, you know, and Oh, that's twitch.tv slash super duper. <laughs> Excellent. And Pat, last but not least. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at JesterPC. Uh, I would endorse the book Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer. Go see the movie, but the book is better. If you're outside the U.S., it's on Netflix. Just so sad. Because yeah. we'll get into yeah. that in Movie Fix, but... Yeah, we will. We will. We'll talk about <laughs> yeah. that a lot. Oh, Brian, watch that. that, that it bums me out that, that, that they made that choice. Yeah. We can't go. We can't start. You can't get me started here. Yeah, we can't get. We can't get there. I think the last book I bought was Stanley Tucci's cookbook. (laughs) (laughs) You're in the Tucci gang. (laughs) Tucci gang. Tucci gang. Tucci gang. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) That's where you could probably end the podcast, Alex, and where we should also end the podcast. This is almost one o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Yes. I'll speak to you guys next week. Well, right. in like three days. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.